0: I usually call my parents about every other day to check in on them and my father is always the person who answers the phone. For the past eight months or so, I've had an almost identical conversation with my dad each time we talk. I ask about his health, who he went out to breakfast with recently, we talk about the weather, and then at some point I say, is mom there? He usually says, nope, she's not here. So then I ask him, well, who is there? One time, it was his secretary. Another time, it was a former student. One time, it was somebody he dated and hadn't seen in years. But most of the time when I ask who's with him, he responds by whispering into the phone, I don't know who she is. And my response is always, well, let me talk to her. And then he hands the phone to my mother, who's sitting next to him. I've reached a point in my life that I know many of you have experienced, or you will experience, that point when we see the frailty of our parents. In my case, watching my father's body and mind deteriorate. When Pastor Scott asked me if I would accept the invitation to speak in chapel, he explained the theme this semester of by faith. We've heard a few people this semester Uh, in chapel refer to the biblical passage that lists examples of men and women who acted by faith. If I were to create a list of the people that I know who are men and women of faith, my father's name would be among the first to come to my mind. My father has a deeply ingrained belief in all that he knows is in the Bible. He has attended church three times a week for his entire life of 83 years. He was a full-time minister for over 15 years and then spent the rest of his adult life preaching on a part-time basis whenever and wherever he was needed. He and my mother are present at every event at their church, and my father was always at the bedside of any of his friends who, were, who fell ill. My father's faith is expressed in both his words and deeds. But I've had a disheartening discovery about my father over the past few months. In my regular phone calls, part of the conversation goes like this. My father says, did you know I'm 83 years old? And I say, yeah, Dad, I know that. I don't think I'll be around much longer. Well, that may be the case, Dad. I sure hope I make it to heaven. And I say, of course you're going to make it to heaven. You don't need to worry about that. Well, I've made some mistakes in my life. And then he goes on with fear in his voice, to express his guilt and his concern about whether he's going to make it to heaven. I've turned to my husband, George, after many of these phone calls and expressed how very sad it is that my dad is so upset and fearful about his fate. As I've thought about what I would share on the topic of faith, my thoughts kept going back to my father in these conversations. A man of faith? Hmm. Hebrews 11.1 says that Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So is it the confusion of the dementia that's causing my dad's fear and lack of the assurance of things hoped for? Perhaps. But as I've thought about this, I've come to another conclusion. That conclusion rests on the concept of grace. My religious upbringing was in a faith tradition that doesn't emphasize grace. The emphasis that I grew up with was on working really, really hard to do everything by the rules that are spelled out in black and white to make sure you're good enough to get into heaven. The focus was not on this world and how we can serve others and make the world a better place, but rather the focus was always on the next world. I've come to appreciate the concept of grace, which I've come to understand here at Cal Lutheran as I've learned about the Lutheran tradition. A life without grace is one full of fear, guilt, and hopelessness. With grace, that fear and guilt is lifted. Some of you may have lived your whole lives with an understanding and an acceptance of grace, and if that's the case, it may be hard to fully grasp the magnitude of the emotional weight that comes when grace is not present. My dad believes many things— But what I've come to realize is that faith is more than belief. Faith is intertwined with a concept of grace. As Paul said in the letter to the Ephesians, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. In the book of James, chapter 2, he writes, what good is it if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? I'd like to push that step one bit further. What good is it if a man claims to have faith without the acceptance of grace. Without the concept of grace, faith in one's fate and one's connection to God becomes inwardly focused solely on one's good deeds. I've learned that grace frees us to live without fear and frees us to have an outward focus on serving others rather than an inward focus on saving ourselves. It is my hope that we will all accept the gift of grace to free ourselves from the fear in order to serve others during our time in this world.